0: guys, if you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me to 2 Kings chapter number 6. 2 Kings chapter number 6. And my goal today is to encourage you and to strengthen your faith. You know, the Bible says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And if you and I are going to be pleasing to the Lord, if you and I are going to make a difference for the kingdom of God, we've got to be people of faith, Amen. In fact, the Bible tells us in Hebrews 11 and 6 that without faith, it's impossible to please God. Amen. Now, I think every one of you, you want to please God. You wouldn't have got out of bed this morning when it was in the 20s. Okay, I remember being all covered up and I hit that snooze button a couple times this morning because it's cold out there. Okay, but if you're at church this morning on what may be the coldest day of the year, you want to please God. You want to do what's right by God. So it takes faith. It requires faith. And this morning, I want to encourage you that we need to begin seeing through eyes of faith. Seeing through eyes of faith, see past circumstances to what God is really doing in and around you. Amen? You know, his brother Rick shared that testimony about his brother-in-law. If you just look at the circumstances, it probably didn't look good for his healing, did it? Stage three or four cancer, that's probably not something that the doctors give you much hope or give you much encouragement. But to see through eyes of faith, you have to see past that and you have to see to what God can and will do on our behalf. And it's like that individually, it's like that as a church. You and I as a church, Lighthouse Community Church here in Berwick, we have to see past the circumstances. We have to see past what we've been through to where God is taking us, amen? We have to see past what we've been through as individuals and, 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 and the hurts and the pain that we've been through and see to what God can use us to minister to others. Do you realize that out of your greatest tests come the greatest testimonies? Some of the things that God has walked you through, he's walked you through for a purpose so that he can use you to walk others through. Amen? You know, uh, Ashley and Tracy, they're working at Teen Challenge, and God has worked them through some amazing struggles in their life, but now he's using them to help walk other ladies through the same thing. Now, guys, that's a beautiful example, but God wants to use every one of us, not just interns at Teen Challenge. He wants to use every one of us because guess what? We've all been through different things. Sister Eloise, you've had enough birthdays now that, by the way, I'm not going to count them. Okay, I'm smarter than that. Okay. Uh, You've had enough birthdays now that you've been through a few ups and downs, haven't you? You know what it's like to to deal with heartache. You know what it's like to deal with pain. You know what it's like to deal with disappointment. Well, guess what? You can help others who are not far along as you in their spiritual journey to walk through those same things. And guys, that's how the kingdom of God is put together. That's what the church is put together for. Because you look, guys, the Bible says that when one rejoices, we should all rejoice. When one mourns, when one is sad, we should all be sad. We should all rejoice as we did when Brother Rick shared that his brother-in-law was healed of cancer. That's something to get excited about. But then when there's times that that, that tragedy comes our way or sickness or disease, we should all be on the same page and be praying one for another and be, be mourning if that's the case. But guys, we need to remember that we need to see through eyes of faith again. Amen? And this morning's message is all about seeing through eyes of faith. It's all about seeing through eyes of faith. Now you see, it's important, uh, it's not always easy to see through eyes of faith. It's not easy because the enemy of our souls knows that if we, if we could only see past all the hell that he's throwing at us, that we would find the courage to continue to the destiny that he has for us as individuals and, for, and as a church. But see, guys, the enemy's going to throw everything he can at you. He's going to send discouragement. Brother Rick, I'm sure it's your brother-in-law. He sent specialists with not such a good report that said, well, it doesn't look good. Okay, we don't need somebody else to say it doesn't look good. We need somebody to walk in with faith and say, look what God can do. Amen. Because now look what God has done. So, guys, I want to challenge you this morning. This morning's message is all about seeing through eyes of faith one more time. Because the enemy doesn't want you to see your family through eyes of faith. Jennifer, he doesn't want you to see your family through eyes of faith. He doesn't want me to see my family through eyes of faith. He doesn't want you to see what this church can become through eyes of faith. But if we could only see... And I believe today that the Lord is going to help us get a glimpse. The Lord is going to help us get a glimpse. On Wednesday night, we've been doing an amazing study in the book of Nehemiah. And this coming Wednesday, we're going to be talking about maybe some things that the Lord has showed us. And we're going to talk a little bit about vision and direction for the church and and the future for this church. So we'd love for you to join us if at all possible, okay? But guys, it is imperative that we begin once again to see through eyes of faith. Because if you don't see through eyes of faith, you're missing so very much. The Christian life is all about seeing through eyes of faith. Would to God that he would open our eyes up today and help us to see what he's trying to show us. Let's pray. Lord, I love you. I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity today to share your word. I pray right now, Lord God, that you would, um, you would use me, Lord, to encourage and to strengthen. And God, even more than that, that your Holy Spirit would be evident and real in this place. Help us today, Lord God, to open up our eyes of faith and see what you're trying to show us. God, that, that we would see that you are truly doing exceedingly, abundantly more touch us today lord god encourage us today in jesus name i pray and everybody would say amen second kings chapter number 6 just, uh, I'm going to begin reading in verse number 8. It kind of gives us a little background of what's going on here. Of course, we're dealing with the prophet uh, uh, Elisha. Of course, he was, uh, he was the, the, the predecessor to Elijah. Elijah was a great man of God, and then God took him home, and, and he gave a double portion to Elisha. So there were some amazing miracles that God used Elisha to do. Right at the very beginning of chapter number 6, he, he caused an axe head to float. Now, I've been I've fooled around with axes and tools before. And, Brother Rick, what happens when you drop them in the water? They sink, right? Okay? And, and Fabian, th- th- this axe head fell in the water. It sunk. And, and the guy went, oh, man, I barred it. Okay? Well, you know what happens when you bar something and you lose it, right? You, you're on the hook for it, right? you got to come up with the money. you got to replace it, okay? Well, well, Elisha just said, hey, it's okay. He throws a stick in there, and next thing you know, it floats to the top now did that stick make that axe head float? No, faith made that axe head float. Amen? So guys, faith can move mountains. It can help some amazing things to happen. So we pick up reading in verse number eight, and uh, this kind of tells the story. It gives a little background of what's going on. Then the king of Syria warred against Israel and took counsel with his servants, saying, in such and such a place shall be my camp. And the man of God, Elisha, sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that you pass not in such a place, for hither the Syrians are come down. And the king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him and warned him of, and saved himself there not once nor twice. Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was very troubled for this thing, for he called his servants and said unto them, Will you not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? See, what was going on here is Syria was in a war with Israel, okay? And the Syrian uh, leaders, they were planning attacks. They were planning a, um, uh, an ambush for the people of Israel. But the man of God would tell the king of Israel what they were talking about. He was giving them inside information and he was saving the people of Israel. So the king saw this happen several times and he didn't know who was, who was telling his secrets. And he said, which one of you is a traitor, Which one of you is a spy? Which one of you is telling Israel what my plans are? Verse number 12, one of his servants said, none, my lord, O king, but Elisha, the prophet that is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedchamber. I imagine it took some courage for this, uh, this servant to speak up because everybody's, nobody wants to, I mean, this is not working out very good. Nobody wants to tell what's going on. And this servant said, there's a man in Israel. His name's Elisha. He's a man of God. He hears everything. He knows everything. Okay. And he even hears what you say in your bedchamber. Wow. So this pagan, uh, pagan leader all of a sudden has a, has a decision to make. Here's what he decides to do in verse 13. And he said, "Go, spy where he is, that I may send and fetch him." And it was told him saying, "Behold, he's in Dothan." Verse 14. Therefore sent he their horses and chariots and a great host, and they came by night and compassed the city about. Now guys, think about this. A great big old army, a division if you will, was sent to fetch one old man. Really? I mean, this was just one man. Okay, And they sent an entire division. They sent a huge group of of military men to go fetch this old man. But this was no ordinary man. (laughs) Elisha was a great man of faith. Amen. He faithfully ministered to the prophet Elijah. He asked uh, in faith for a double portion of Elisha's anointing. And he was present when the Lord sent a chariot of fire to take Elijah away to heaven. And he received what he asked for. He received a double portion of Elijah's anointing. You see, guys, faith is what made Elisha stand out in the crowd, and it'll make you stand out too. Faith is what set Elisha apart from everybody else, and faith will be what sets you apart as well. Sister Eloise, it's faith that sets you apart from others. Miss Sharita, it's faith that sets you apart from others. It's faith, Chantel, the one who believes, you know, my wife always says she believed. She wants that written on her tombstone, okay? Now, I'm not going I'm, I'm to have a chance to do that because I'm going to heaven before her, okay? But one day, Hunter, you got to write on mom's tombstone, she believed, okay? Why? Because she does. And it's faith that sets us apart. And guys, it's faith that set Elisha apart, and it's faith that'll set you and I apart. Let it be faith that sets this church apart. You know what, guys? You've already taken steps of faith or this church would be closed down. Or rather, it'd be merged with another church. You've already taken steps of faith. You've already looked at circumstances but decided to look to God who gives answers in spite of circumstances and do what he wanted to do, not necessarily what everybody else wanted you to do. Faith causes you to do that. Faith will make you make some decisions sometimes that scratch your head and you go... Huh. You ever been there before? Faith sometimes, circumstances say one thing, faith can say something else. And Elisha was a man of faith. And I want to challenge you today that we need more Elishas today. We need more men and women of faith. Because faith will set us apart. Faith will change everything. So Elisha was a great man of faith. That's what made Elisha difference. Faith is what made Elisha stand out in a crowd to do the same for you. Young, old, man, woman, child, faith will help you stand out and set the stage for you to do great things for the kingdom of God. Amen? Whether you're in junior high, whether you're in high school, whether you're in, in teen challenge, whether you're in middle age, whether you're... Still counting the days past 80, okay? It does not matter. Faith will make you stand out. Amen? So, they're sending this big old army to go fetch this man of faith, okay? Verse 14 tells us that Elisha's in a pinch. His town is surrounded by a great host of Syrians determined to take him back to the king. In the natural, things didn't look too good for Elisha, right? Right there in verse number 14, a whole army has come past the city. It's one old man, he's an old man of faith, but one old man, it doesn't look too good for him, does it? Okay? Brother Rick, there were times it didn't look too good for your brother-in-law, did it? Guys, we've all been there. We've all been in those circumstances when it didn't look good. You've been there before when the doctor said it's cancer. You've been there when the doctor said it's gone too far. You've been there. You've been there when, when tragedy came your way. You've been there when they said you're fired. Okay? Oh, they, 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 they make you say it's resignation or there's a downsizing. But the bottom line is you're without a job. You've been there before. Okay? Difficulties come your way. You've been there when it was a bad accident, when divorce came to your place, when bankruptcy showed up. You've been there. It doesn't look good, does it? But it takes a man or a woman of faith to look at the circumstances, and then to look past the circumstances. Amen? Because you know what, guys? Those circumstances didn't come to stay. They came to come and go. But your faith is there to stay. Your faith will stay with you. Your faith will help you through difficult times. And Elisha didn't have an army to call on, okay? He couldn't get on the phone and call the, the troops of Israel to his aid. All he had was faith. But that's all he needed, isn't it? I'm getting a little ahead of myself because we all know how this story ends, but I want to I save the, the good part for the end. I got to keep, I, I, we must keep reminding uh, ourselves that God is not bound by the laws of nature. He created them. He does not work in the natural. He's supernatural. You see, guys, God's not limited by what the doctors can say. God's not limited by how you feel. God's not limited by what your circumstances are. He's not bound by your resources. He has his own resources. Amen? And we need to remember that when tough times come our way, when difficult times come our way, and they will, that we have a God who's for us and not against us. Amen? All Elisha had right here was God, but all Elijah needed was God. You've been there before when all you've got is God. Miss Connie, all you had is God. The only option is God. That's the only option necessary. Because men and women of faith, that's all you need. Amen? So, Elijah's in a bad situation. But we've been there before. As I continue the story, let's be reminded of our God's great ability. Remember last week I said if there's one takeaway from that message last week, is that God is able. He was able in Elisha's time. He's able in our time today. Amen? There's no hint of changing in him. Let's continue reading. So they got the old man all surrounded. Verse number 15. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host compassed the city with horses and chariots. And the servant said unto him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? Then IV says, it said, Oh my goodness, what shall we do? This servant had a bit of emotion in his voice. What you think? I think he probably got up and, and brushed his teeth and, and went out for a little morning stretch and went, Ugh. <laughs> Do you think he was a little bit excited when he went wake Elisha? Okay, do you think maybe hey, he didn't worry about fixing Elisha a cup of coffee? Okay, I, I don't know if they had coffee back then, but you get the idea. Okay, but, but this man was like, we in trouble. Elisha, we're in a bind. This is not going well. Elisha, l- 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 look at all them. You ever met somebody when they get real excited, they start stuttering, okay? If this dude had a stuttering problem, let me tell you, he sounded like Mel Tillis. Okay? When he didn't have the Holy Ghost, okay? <laughs> he needed the Holy Ghost, but, but, but he, he was excited. We're in trouble. This is not going to go well, okay? It's me and you, Elisha, and all of them. What is going to happen? What shall we do? You know what, guys? We've all been there before. You know, sometimes we don't have our little, our little pity parties in public, but we have them, okay? There's been moments over the last year, me and Miss Chantel said, Lord, what are we going to do? Lord, this is not going so well. This is not how I had it planned. Don't you hate when God doesn't follow your plans? Don't you hate when God doesn't follow your script? But you know what? I've had enough birthdays, me and you, Sister Eloise, win this together. I've had enough birthdays. I hadn't caught you yet, okay? She's like, you not either, <laughs> okay? But uh, I've had enough birthdays to realize that God's script is better than my script. God's plans are so much better than my plans. I think I got it all figured out, Fabian, but psh. It's just my way of figuring things out. In fact, the prophet Isaiah said it this way. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are greater than our thoughts. See, guys, when we can't, when, when God doesn't stick to our script, it's because he's going off his script. And his script is so much better. Now, we think ours is better. We think we have ours all figured out, but we don't know everything he knows. We don't have all the contingency plans that God has. But guys, we've all been in that situation. We've all been like that, uh, that servant who walked out and just freaked out, okay? Guys, it's okay for Christians to freak out just for a moment, okay? But when you're done freaking out, realize that God's still for you. He's not against you. Okay. Oh, the circumstances may look bad. Sister Sandra, it may not work. It may not be looking exactly like you want it to look, but God's still on your side. All Elisha had was God, but all Elisha needed was God. All you have is God, but all you need is God. Amen? So let's look through. Let's begin to look through eyes of faith. In the natural, it doesn't look good. Looking through eyes of the, na- the natural, you see a surrounded army. You see everything against you. So he goes to the man of God and he says, man of God, what will we do? In my notes in this Bible, it's so good. It says this, the trouble with most Christians is they know what's happening, but they don't know what's going on. Let me say that again. The trouble with most Christians is they know what's happening, but they don't know what's going on. Brother Rick, we know what the doctors say. We know that situation. Sister Sandra, we know what the doctors say. We know that situation. We know what's happening, but we don't know what's going on. We don't know what's going on in the heavenlies. We don't know what God is trying to accomplish through this situation. Guys, do we still believe Romans 8 when he says that all things work together for the good? Does he say all things are good? No. He says all things work together for the good to those of you like us who love him. Okay? So do we, do we know that? Do we believe that? Verse 16. And Elisha answered, fear not. For they that are with us are more than are with them. Now guys... That's a great statement of faith. And since we have the privilege of knowing how this story ends, that fits in perfectly. But put yourself in the servant's shoes. He just woke up. He just saw an army surrounding them. He goes to Elisha and he says, Elisha, what are we going to do? And the old man says, there's more farce than against us. Every now and then, God will give you an answer that just doesn't make any sense to you. Do you think that the the, the servant wanted to take Elisha outside and say, Elisha, look at what I see. Look at the circumstance. Uh, uh, Wake up. Uh, Look, I know you had a rough night, okay? I know you didn't get all your sleep out. Come with me and see what I see. But the man of God saw more than the servant saw because he saw through eyes of faith. And he knew that maybe there was a natural army surrounding him, but there was a greater army surrounding them. And there are times in our life that God says things that don't make a lot of sense to us, Miss Wanda. It just doesn't make a lot of sense at the moment. There were some things that had happened to us in the last year or so that didn't make a lot of sense to us. But now that we've come through some of those things, we look back on it and we say, huh, that's what God was trying to do. You see, guys, with time, things begin to make a little more sense. But see, God sees our yesterdays, our todays, and our tomorrows all at the same time. So Miss Belinda, when he makes a decision, it's the best decision for all of us. When we make a decision, it's based just upon what we know and what we think we know in the current and what we hope to know in the future. But God already knows all those things. So Miss Dot, when he makes a decision, when he works on our behalf, it's for our good but how many would, would would just kind of understand with me that when the old man says fear not they that are with us are more than they that are with them that servant probably scratched his head and said the old man's lost it <laughs> okay this is how it's going to end okay i haven't been keeping a tally of the, the the miracles but he ain't quite to 32 yet but i have a feeling this is about the la- can you imagine can you imagine how that servant was feeling but guys, there are times in our lives where, where what God is speaking to us or, 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 or maybe a word from the Lord that we get, it doesn't make much sense. Sometimes spiritual men or women say things that make absolutely no sense. <laughs> do God answers ever baffle you? They do me. <laughs> you know, there are times I ask God questions and he gives me answers and, and it's just way above my understanding, way above my pay grade. Yeah, I remember I had a teacher one time who was teaching us math, and and uh, we used to get to the point where nobody knew what this lady was talking about, okay? And I was the smartest one in the class, smart, smart, aleck one in the class. <laughs> I would lift my hands and say, uh, we don't know what you're doing, okay? And then everybody would go, huh, yeah, yeah, we don't, okay? I mean, most of them had just checked out already. It's like, okay, it's just one F. It ain't that big of a deal, okay? But I, I didn't make F, so I was like, I got to get an A in this thing. Miss Abel, I don't know what you're doing. She's like, that's not a question. She she was like, ask a question. And I'd like I'm so confused, I can't formulate a question, okay? And, and you know, long story short, I kind of figured out a little math. I made it through it, okay? So high schoolers, junior highers, just make it through it, okay, buddy? You're, you're, in spite of what they say, you're not going to be using that stuff the rest of your life. Just pass it, okay? Just pass it, okay? So say, Louise, you used a lot of algebra down through the years. Nah. okay? You should have seen that face. Nah. okay? But, uh, but, but hey, you got to pass it or you'll get punished. So simple as that, right? Okay, okay. Um, you should have seen that look. Oh, you don't like math, do you, Caden? Nah, don't, don't worry. I don't like it either. Okay? But here's the deal. Every now and then, God answers make as much sense to me as some advanced math problems. It just, it's above my pay grade. I don't understand it, Sister Wanda. We look at it and it just doesn't make any sense. We ask God for direction and sometimes his answers don't make a lot of sense. God's ways sometimes make no sense to me or you. Why? Because his ways are always higher. He sees more than we do. He knows more than we do. You see, that math teacher knew what she was trying to explain to us, okay? We didn't know as much as she knew, so we were the confused ones. You see, God already knows. God has already laid this thing all out. So, Brother Rick, when we don't understand it, it's because we don't know as much as he does. We're not as educated. We don't know what he's trying to accomplish, but guys, in time, if we'll trust him, if we'll begin to see through eyes of faith, he will walk us through. And just like I figured out math, we'll figure out faith. Amen? So sometimes God answers don't make a lot of sense. If you, uh, like, think about this. If you want to receive, you're supposed to give. Okay? How are you supposed to treat your enemies? Are we supposed to line them up and mow them down? No, we're supposed to love them. It doesn't make a lot of sense sometimes, huh? If you want to be first, you're supposed to be last. Those things just kind of scratch your head and like, what are you thinking, God? But as I grow older in my faith and in my journey of faith, I realize that some of this stuff makes sense. Okay? If you want to lead, you must first serve. See, guys, that's the kingdom is backwards. (laughs) The kingdom, actually, this world is backwards. Okay. see, we think the natural way of doing things is the way this world does it. No, no, no. The kingdom is the right way to do things. It's this world that's backwards. It's this world that's messed up, because if you want to be first in this world, you just kick and beat up everybody, all your competition. You step on them on your way to the top, right? In the world's ways, that's how you do it. But that's not how the kingdom works. Amen? And so many times we think the kingdom is backwards when actually it's this world that's backwards. It's this world that has the problem. Sometimes in spite of what we feel, sense, or even see, we must follow Proverbs chapter number three that tells us to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and then he will what? Direct your paths. OK, so the man of God says there's more for us than are against us. And, and, a lot, and I'm sure the servant is still freaking out. Well, let's look at verse number 17. And Elisha prayed. You know, guys, when in doubt, it's always good to pray. <laughs> when you don't understand, it's always good to pray. When you don't have all the answers, it's always good to pray. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes. Who's he talking about? He's talking about the servant, okay? Because Elisha already saw. Elisha wasn't praying for his healing, he's praying for the servant's healing. Let that boy see what I see. And this is what happened the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. You see, guys, in verse 17, we see why this trusting God thing is so important. Because how the servant gets to see things from God's perspective through eyes of faith, this servant gets a glimpse of the spiritual realm where God's forces are far superior to anything the enemy can muster. You see, guys, simple math tells us that when Satan led the revolt in heaven, he was cast out of heaven with what? One-third of the angels, correct? Correct. Well, guys, I don't know about you, but this is simple math. I can handle this one. If one-third were cast out, how many are left? Two-thirds. So even on the devil's best day, he's still outnumbered. As if it was a fair fight anyhow, okay? As if we're comparing apples to apples because we're not. Okay? But guys, when we begin to see things from God's perspective, we see that we are the head and not the tail. We see that we are above and not below. We see that we are at a distinct advantage and not at a disadvantage. But the key is you got to see things from God's perspective. Because when we see things from our perspective, we can't get past the circumstances. We can't get past the fact that we still have more empty pews than we have full pews. We can't get past the fact that I got up this morning and I'm still hurting. We can't get past the fact that we still haven't seen our healing manifest in our life. We still haven't seen that loved one come to faith. We still haven't seen those things. But guys, when we stop looking at things from our perspective and get an above perspective from heaven's point of view... all of a sudden, things become crystal clear. All of a sudden, we realize that there are more for us than that are against us. All of a sudden, like the servant, our eyes are open, and we realize that we're going to win this thing. Okay? Do you think the servant's perspective changed completely? All of a sudden, Miss Connie, he was freaking out, and now he's like, "Come on, Syrians, come on." Okay, all. Of- Man, you, you, ever, you ever notice that, that when you're at the advantage, you, you, you can almost get a little cocky? You can almost get a little bit, you know, uh, you know, like them Alabama fans. Man, they're just cocky, aren't they? They're just, man, look at her over there, okay? She's all cute and everything, but, but she'll get, she's a Bama fan. Watch her, okay? But here's the thing, man, when, when you're at the advantage, when you know you got far superior, you're, you have a little confidence. I think that servant boy's attitude changed completely. Because all of a sudden, he's like, this is going to go well. This is going to work good. I'm going to breathe tomorrow. (laughs) Okay. When he woke up that first morning, when he saw those armies, he's like, probably my last morning to breathe. (laughs) It probably ain't going to end well. Me and Elisha, we're done. They're going to keep him, but they're going to kill me. It's not going to go good. And then when he saw what Elisha saw, he's like, whew, this is good. You know what, guys? If we could only get a glimpse of what the Lord is doing behind the scenes, how close we are to a breakthrough as a church and as individuals, we would, like the servant, be blown away. You see, guys, if you could see how close that unsaved loved one is to getting saved, if you could get a glimpse of how close it is, you know, I I was studying for this. I was reminded of uh, Frank's story. My wife knows this, and I'm going to try to tell this story without crying. But uh, when we went to Desalman's, we, uh, we had a sweet lady in our church that had been serving the Lord for years and years and years, and, and she had a husband named Frank, okay? And she'd been praying for Frank for years, okay? Now, let me tell you about Frank. Frank was a great guy. Everybody knew Frank. Everybody loved Frank. Frank actually owned a local bar, okay? Now, I don't know about you, but if you guys are a bar owner it complicates him getting saved. Don't you think, Miss Eloise? If you had to think, okay, who's easier to get saved? Just an ordinary Joe or the bar owner? and eh, Probably the ordinary Joe's a little easier, right? Okay? But man, Frank loved his wife, okay? And, and every now and then he'd come to church, and I remember we did this big outreach called Heaven's Gates, Hell's Flames. You ever seen that little production before? And uh, we did that in the Zalman's, and it was awesome, and and uh, his wife was an angel, okay? She was a pretty cool angel. She just stood up there and smiled and did a few little things, but but Frank came to watch his wife, okay, and I remember at the altar call, man, the the altar's filled, and and I saw Frank sitting in the back, and it looked like he was crying. Brother Rick, I said, oh, this is the day. This is the day. Frank's going to get saved, and I went sit next to Frank, and and I said, "Hey, buddy, how you doing?" And because and, I knew him, me and him had become friends. I'd go drink coffee with him. I'd go hang out with him. And just I, I loved Frank. We'd talk LSU. We'd talk politics. And in fact, he even joked, "Preacher, you ought to run for politics. I'll be—I'll get you the Democratic vote. I promise you. Okay? I'll get everybody comes to my bar. You get everybody goes to your church. You'll win. Okay? That was Frank's way of thinking. Okay, uh, Frank, I love Frank. So I went, wrapped my arm around him, and I said, "Man, how you doing?" He's like. Some good stuff y'all talking about. I said, Frank, it's really good stuff. And, and you know, man, I know Miss Leanne has been praying for you a long time, man. Wouldn't you think this would be a good time to make a commitment to Jesus? And he said, Preacher, I'm just not ready. Now, now Mr. Frank was in his 70s, okay? It'd be one thing if he was in his 40s. I'd be like, Okay, you got a little time. Frank was in his 70s. So I'm like, Mr. Frank? you're not getting any younger and he goes I know but I'm just not ready (sighs) so that ain't how see if I had wrote the script Jennifer that's how it would have worked out he would have got saved we'd walk down here the angel would have got to see it all she'd been smiling everything would have went great right but it didn't work that way okay fast forward another year or so and I'm still friends with Frank I would go over to visit just hang out with him I just liked the guy and he liked me and um he started feeling kind of bad. Okay. And he went to see the doctor and, and the doctor didn't give him a very good report. In fact, the doctor told him it was pancreatic cancer and there was nothing they could do. On the way home from Oshner's, he, he told his wife, he said, I think you ought to call the preacher. He and I need to talk. So she called me up and, and and she was kind of upset. She was like, Frank didn't get a good report today, but he wants to talk to you. And and when I got there, she, uh, she walked out and said, y'all need to talk. And And guys, I've led a lot of people to Jesus. I've had the privilege of doing that a bunch of times. And nobody was easier than Frank was that afternoon. Because as soon as Leanna walked out, he said, Preacher, the doctor said I'm dying. What do I have to do to get right? It, 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 it doesn't get any easier than that and right there in that kitchen I led Mr., Mr. Frank in the sinner's prayer and asked the Lord to forgive him of his sins and he asked Jesus into his heart and and for the next six months Frank didn't miss a Sunday he was sitting right next to Miss Leanna and they were having a time of their lives and he didn't miss a Sunday until uh, until the Sunday before he passed away now, you see, guys, again, that didn't go like I wrote it up because if I'd wrote it up properly, he would have got saved, then he would have got healed, and ah, it'd be great. But see, God sees things from a different perspective. And see, today, Miss Leanna, who's, who's still with us, knows that she has a husband waiting for her in heaven. And see, that's how God does things. That's how God works those things out. And then when Mr. Frank passed away, we had his service at our church, and the DeZalman's church was packed because everybody knew Frank. Everybody wanted to come to Frank's funeral. Everybody was there. And this preacher got to tell everybody about the same Jesus that changed Frank's life. And guys, that's how God works. That's how he works in Frank's life. That's how he works in everybody's life, if we'll just trust him. So guys, if we could see what God could see, if we could get a perspective of what God was up to. You know, Denny Duran said this a few years ago at a men's retreat. God is always doing more than we can see. We see what we think God is doing, but he's always doing more. He's doing so much more. He's doing so much more in that unsaved loved one's life. He's doing so much more in that family situation. Some of our family situations are a mess, amen? (laughs) Some of our families are just a wreck. We're like, God, how could you ever fix this thing? He can, and he will, and he's working on it. We just got to trust him. Amen? No matter what we're dealing with, your financial situation, your, 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 whatever it is, God is doing more than you can imagine. In fact, to take a little message from last week, he's doing exceedingly, abundantly, above all you could ask or imagine. You see, that's how God works. So how did this story end? Well, This story ends with the Lord striking this whole army blind because Elisha prayed for him to do it. Elisha, who had just prayed for God to open his servant's eyes, said, Lord, make them all blind. Bam, they're all blind. Okay, And then they take them by the hand and said, hey, you're not where you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be over here. And they march them all the way to Samaria, I believe it was. And and basically delivered Israel's enemy into their hand. Israel says, hey, what do we do now? Do we kill them? No, no, you don't kill them. You feed them, you take care of them, and you let them go. And what happened there was there was a time of peace between, some, between Israel and between the Syrians. Why? Because God intervened. Because God did things his way. You see, guys, if God can come through for Elisha, if God can touch Miss Leanna, Frank's husband, who'd been praying for him all those years, if God can do this, this, and this, he can do that for you too amen that's the kind of god that we serve as i close at times we all can succumb to one of the devil's greatest weapons that's discouragement you see discouragement is always based in fear it's always based out of what might happen it's always based out of out of fear okay he says you won't get healed He says they won't get saved. He says God can't or God won't help you. You ever heard that before? But today, I wanted through God's holy word to build your faith that you will be healed. That he will get saved. That God can and God will help you. Why? Because our God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than we could ever ask or imagine.